This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, welcome. Hour number three is upon us. Michael Bussler joining us as he does on a uh, occasion. He is professor of finance at Stockton University, has a PhD in public as public policy analyst as well. Uh, Michael, welcome back. How are you this evening? I'm doing well, John. Thanks for having me. As you know, it's my pleasure to be here. Always a joy to have you. And uh, what do you predict as far as the global economy is concerned, given what's going on, you know, not only here, but around the world, Russia, the war, all of that? Yeah, so uh, right now, the, the U.S., uh, China, and um, most of the other industrialized countries are experiencing about the same thing. Okay. Um, we all have a big inflation problem, um, and we all have uh, economies that are slowing down. The U.S. economy, which we're most interested in, the U.S. Uh, economy is in a recession, uh, we've had two successive quarters of negative growth in GDP, and that's the definition of a recession. Uh, as a point of information, the administration says we're not in a recession because when you're in a recession, unemployment goes up. And since unemployment's not high, we're not in a, in a recession, is what they answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the real the answer back to that is uh, we have a severe labor shortage. Correct. There's 11 million open jobs today and less than 6 million unemployed people. So fortunately, uh, during this recession, people won't get, as many people won't get laid off, but all those openings, job openings will, um, will disappear. Uh, so um, where we are now uh, is uh, we're in a recession, uh, we have a severe inflation problem, which will take a pause for a month or two in the July and August number, but will uh, go up again likely in, in the fall. Um, and uh, most of the results of energy prices will start going up again mm-hmm. as the economy starts to recover a little bit and people start driving uh, a little bit more. Um, so, uh, inflation is also a big food inflation problem coming up in the fall, too, but uh, so uh, inflation will go up. The Federal Reserve will have to keep uh, pressure on by raising interest rates. Um, and, you know, the longer-term hope is uh, the Federal Reserve can get the in- inflation rate back down to a reasonable uh, level um, without having a, a recession become too severe. Right? Qu- question I have right? along those lines is, and by the way, thank you for that synopsis. I, nothing there that I can disagree with you or spot on. I don't think that my opinion, I'm not, I'm not you. I don't have the background that you have, and I'm, I'm not an economic analyst. I'm just still a low, lowly business owner that watches things kind of on a daily basis, Michael, and what I do. But I, I, number one, don't think what the Fed's doing is going to make a lot of difference because I don't think the Fed understand what's going on on Main Street. They understand Wall Street, but they don't understand Main Street. And let me explain because of what you just said when it comes to our lack of of you know our, our job uh, uh shortage if you would the reality that we don't have enough people to fill the jobs that we have so you know we have a we have a labor shortage i guess what i should say not a job shortage but a labor shortage that's pushing prices up there's been consolidation i coach other businesses michael and i know in a lot of industries the automotive being one of them 
uh, but it's happening all over, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, and so on. There's a consolidation going on also where a lot of folks in the trades are just, they're getting out of it. They're leaving it. They're getting old. They're retiring. And they're not being replaced by younger individuals. So what's happening is there's a consolidation. And what's happening there, as you know, is it's pushing the prices of those products, those services up. And I don't care what the Fed does. It's not going to drive the labor rate down of what it takes to get your car fixed. And that's happening across the board. And it's something, frankly, unless I'm missing something, Michael, I don't see the Fed paying attention to that. So um, the, the Fed has to take a position uh, in terms of priorities. And um, is inflation the number one priority or is maintaining economic growth the number one priority, recognizing that both of those are very uh, important. So for last year, they decided to make sure there was economic growth. So the Federal Reserve kept interest rates near zero, uh, we still had to deal with this labor shortage problem, but they kept they kept interest rates near zero and they erred on the side of, of growth. The problem was inflation got extremely high. And once it gets high and sort of embedded into the system, which is what you're telling me is happening now, uh, once it gets embedded into the system, uh, it becomes very difficult to get it out. Right. Um, Recall, uh, those of us who are a little older, in 1981, uh, we had a similar problem when inflation was in, at double-digit right. levels. Right. And the only way to get rid of it was a uh, real tight uh, policy. The problem is, um, because they're not concentrating on growth, it, it's, it's the, the trade and the people that you're talking about that end up getting squeezed. Uh, and it turns out to be a problem that leads to longer-term inflation. Right. I I agree. I, I, I'm i sorry, Michael. I just don't see much of an end in sight for this. And the other thing that you and I both know as well is inflation is only created, in my opinion, and I don't think I'm the only one that says this, Milton Friedman agreed, it's only made because Washington creates more money. That's where inflation comes from. You know that. I know that. The Fed knows that, but yet they don't want to acknowledge it. Absolutely. So... The way we got out of this last time uh, was uh, uh, Reagan and Congress passed uh, what economists refer to as supply-side tax cuts. Right. And the purpose, it lowered the tax rate so that um, you, you said, look, there are no young people getting into this business. Well, if you lower the tax rate and people know, hey, you're going to end up keeping most of what you earn, uh, you find more people interested in getting into some of these businesses. So they ended up growing. We had tremendous growth. Two years after the uh, tax cut, 1984, the growth rate was 7.4%. Uh, so we got an inflation had been taken down. So I, I think the Fed's going to concentrate on getting the inflation down, even though there will be some costs for this. Um, and then uh, I hope there's some way that uh, the federal government learns that uh, you know we need a tax structure that encourages people to get into business and do things. Uh, and that, yeah, that's my fear. I don't. I don't think the knuckleheads that are running things now. Number one, they're 100 percent against small business, and they don't want to see. If they had their way about it, they would all go away. So I don't think these knuckleheads understand what you just said. I don't see them. It might be the next round, maybe after 2022 or maybe after 2024, we might see what you're talking about happening. But I'm afraid we're in for a long stretch here because these guys don't understand what you just said. You know, I, I have the same fears. I mean, even if um, Congress, if both houses of Congress um, are turned to uh, where, you know, get the party in there that favors this kind of stuff, um, even if they pass it, uh, Biden can veto it. Right. Uh, you're right. We may be in for uh, you know a few tough years. You know, they're they're really this uh, what he calls the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which is uh, Inflation uh, Creation uh, Act is what it really was. Where it should be. I mean, they're increasing demand by what is it three four hundred billion billion dollars? Right. Excess government spending. That's inflationary. And then they say, well, we're, we're raising taxes. Yeah, but you're raising taxes on corporations and on high, higher income earners. Those are the ones that create capital. Right. They so create the jobs. Doing, they create the wealth. That's exactly right. Exactly. Yes. 
that you're, you're reducing capital formation, and when that, you have a capital-intensive economy, you're reducing capital formation, that's going to tend to slow economic growth, and that tends to be inflationary. Yep. So how well, Really quick, I want to add one more thing to what you just said. On top of that, we're now going to give student loan forgiveness from 15 to 20K on a sector of the uh, economy, Michael, that in my opinion will do nothing but also add not the forgiveness necessarily of the loan adds inflation, but the way those individuals will now spend additional monies that they were going to go ahead and spend on their loans will also create in, will create inflation because it's going to drive up demand in certain sectors that's going to create inflation as well. It's going to do the opposite of what they all think. That's exactly right. This program is an inflationary program exactly for the reason that you said. Money that would have gone to repay debt will now go to buy something that increases demand, and yep. when you increase demand, and that leads to higher prices. That's exactly That's right. right. That's right. I, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm on your side. I mean, I read, I read the uh, you, you know sort of the notes on you know what you wanted to come on and talk about. And there's nothing that I can disagree with you on. I, I think that we are really in for a a long term recession. I hate to say that, and my predictions, Michael, are it'll be a softer recession maybe than what we're used to, but it's going to last longer than I think previous recessions did. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. I'll tell you, I, I share that view. Because of the labor shortage, uh, the recession, and you won't see the unemployment rate go up uh, nearly what it normally goes up during the recession, so that'll keep the recession from getting very deep. However, I don't see a lot turning it around either. So if that's the case, it could last longer than we'd like them to see. Remember when Obama and Biden uh, were in uh, office after we we got out of the recession in 2009? It seems like we never recovered from that. Correct. Uh, So um, correct. I I hope we don't have a long uh, recession, but it is uh, it is possible. Michael, again, thanks for joining me. I wish I could have disagreed with you on something, but I don't. We are we are one and one on this one. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You bet very much. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining us. And uh, guys, I'm not an economist. You guys all know that. I don't have a PhD. I don't have college education. You all know that. I, I'm I'm a redneck. I'm a redneck working stiff that ended up on radio. Some way, somehow, by God's grace, I sit here and talk to you guys daily. I don't have all the qualifications of the majority of guests that I talk to on a daily basis. I'm the dumbest guy on the phone every single time we interview someone. And that is the truth, literally, because I'm not as smart as they are. But I can tell you this much. The feds are not looking at this correctly. I do believe what Michael said. They're trying whatever they possibly can, what they think they can control. Problem is, they're not looking at this correctly. And if they really want to stimulate things and get some things back on track, they need to leave interest rates alone. They're high enough right now. Leave them alone. Let it run six months and see what happens. They're not going to do that. They are, I believe, going to raise them between a half and one point next month. It might be a full point. Do not be shocked if it is. In fact, my prediction is, I'll talk to Scott Garlis about this tomorrow, but my prediction is it's going to be a point. If that's the case, it's going to really slow down things. So point being, if you have anything along the lines of of mortgages, things like that, that you would like to do, redo, move, etc., I would highly suggest you get those done now. Because I don't think that's going to get any cheaper in the near future. And I could see us in this boat until we have a new president in 2025, the beginning of 2025. Now, will we get a new president? If this continues, yes. Nobody's going to get reelected with what's going on now. And especially after it's proven that what we're doing right now is doing nothing but making it worse. They're throwing gasoline on the fire, claiming it's it's inflation reduction. It's not. And what I just said to Michael a moment ago, by the way, about what will happen with these individuals that would have normally been spending money on student loan repayment and where that money is going to go back into the economy, it also, which, by the way, no one's talking about. I haven't seen anything in the news about that at all. This will add to inflation because of what I said. Michael agreed. He has a Ph.D. in this. I don't. And he agrees. Stay tuned. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. By the way, prices are going to keep going up even in their world. So if you've got something you need around the house, 
AC, heat, furnace. You want to put a furnace in. You want to save money on the efficiency side of the fence. You know, put a, put a higher efficiency furnace in and save money. They can do all of that for you. And again, I would do it now versus later. 720-526-0231. It pays off to be cool when you make an investment with a quiet, cool fan system. You keep the heat away and get your money back in energy savings. You get a return on your energy efficiency when you get a quiet, cool system installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air that pays for itself with how much money you can save. Quiet, cool systems save you between 50 and 90% on your air conditioning costs. The motor inside works efficiently to pull hot, stuffy air out of the house and replace it with clean, fresh air. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, whole house fans, including your new Quiet Cool, are the most energy-efficient way to cool your home. With the energy savings from your Quiet Cool installation done by the experts at Absolute, you'll be paying yourself back for years to come. Invest in energy efficiency now. Call today at 720-526-0231. Mention KLZ and you'll get a $300 rebate when your install is completed. Again, that's 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Flesh and Beck, folks, is next. 303-806-8886. Anything you've got going on uh, legally, you guys have a business, you need some help with collections, you've got a legal matter going on, you need some legal assistance of any kind, or... You're just somebody that had an accident, and the other uh, other side's not responding the way they need to. Uh, give Kevin a call. Also find him at fleshlawfirm.com. And again, his number, 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now. 303-806-8886. Okay, and our home transitions, if you're looking, again, if you're looking to do something, I would suggest doing that sooner than later. Uh, again, just because of the interest rate side of the fence, if that's something that you think will affect you, uh, I would talk to KNR right now. And again, there's some great buys out there. I've seen that for myself. KNR Home Transitions, 720-437-8210. With KNR Home Transitions, you get more than you see on the surface and two experts for the price of one. Can you imagine if you had to hire two realtors? With each of them having different areas of expertise, they are able to do more than the typical agent to help you get the best deal for your home purchase or to sell your home for top dollar fast. After all, one agent simply can't know everything or do everything. Speaking of doing, Cat and Robin are not shy about getting their hands dirty. From cleaning toilets to laying baseboards, they've done it. As a team, they work hard in tandem because they realize that you need more from the current housing market and you need more for your home. K&R Home Transitions does everything in their power to go above and beyond throughout the buying and selling process because it is truly about you and doing their best for you. Get more than you see on the surface. Get two for the price of one. Visit klzradio.com slash home. Again, that's klzradio.com slash home. Powered by Worth Clark Realty. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And went a little bit long there with Michael, but I appreciated him joining us. And yeah, a quote by... Michael Friedman, by the way, or Milton Friedman, I should say, not Michael, Milton. Inflation is made in Washington because only Washington create, can create money. And any other attribution to other groups of inflation is wrong. Consumers don't produce it. Producers don't produce it. The trade unions don't produce it. Foreign sheiks don't produce it. Oil imports don't produce it. What produces it is too much government spending and too much government creation of money. 
and nothing else. So anytime you're out there listening to somebody talk about what's causing inflation, it's literally being caused by government and too much spending. Yes, there are little microcosms where things go up in price, but again, inflation is caused by government. Oil can cause inflation, as you know, the increase of, but again, that is caused by government as well. In the case of the United States of America, it's caused by us not supporting our oil industry and tapping into the reserves we already have instead of going other places for them. That also causes inflation. Many other things that we could get into, but reality is government creates inflation in many ways, but the printing of money is the biggest. Joe, what's going on, sir? Uh, uh, on the topic of government creating inflation, uh, there's a hidden aspect of the student loan forgiveness program you probably didn't hear about. Now, first of all, forgiving ten, ten and ten thousand and twenty thousand dollar amounts—that's the same as writing ten and twenty thousand dollar checks. Remember that fourteen hundred dollar stimulus check yep. you got two years? It's no different. I mean, whether I give you money or say you don't have to pay me back the money I lent you is the same thing. So that's $300 billion that's just been injected into the economy. But here's something more insidious. Were you aware of the new 5% of your monthly income cap that Biden announced as part of the uh, Yeah, loan? I read that earlier, yes. Now, let me tell you what that means. So let's say you graduated from college with $80,000 in student loans. Not unusual. All right? But, and you got a job. You got a nice job. I mean, you're coming out of college, you're making sixty grand a year. Well, sixty grand a year is five thousand a month. Five um, percent of five thousand is two hundred and fifty. Two hundred fifty times twelve is three thousand dollars per year. Well, your eighty thousand dollars student loan at four thousand eight excuse me, at six percent, six percent interest on eighty thousand is four thousand eight hundred. But you're only required to repay three thousand a year. Do you see a problem <laughs> with repaying three thousand a year? When the interest alone on your loan is four thousand, like credit cards, you'll never get it done. Well, actually, it'll get worse and worse. Your eighty thousand dollars. If you continue to make the five thousand, excuse me, the five percent minimum payment, mm -hmm. your eighty thousand dollars loan, since you 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 will have underpaid it, let forty eight hundred minus three, your four four thousand eight hundred interest minus your three thousand annual payment, which means your loan will grow by eighteen hundred this year. It'll grow by nineteen hundred next mm -hmm. year. Well, you know, think about it, though, Joe. It's not a lot different than people making minimum payments on credit cards. If you don't make any extra, that thing's going to grow and grow and grow. And before you know it, you're maxed out and you've got no credit left and they're coming after you. Right. In five or six years, your $80,000 loan will be a $100,000. Ridiculous. Um, and now, and let's say that, and I think I've told you this before, are you familiar with the Starbucks in the corner of um, Arapahoe and Peoria? Peoria? Yes. All right. Uh, I used to go there because I used to keep my plane at Centennial. I used to go in there on a regular basis, and I got to know the, the manager pretty good. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I asked him one day, I said, how many people here are college graduates? And he told me that 11 of the people working at that Starbucks were, had college degrees. Now, if you come out of college with a degree of gender studies or art history, and you wind up working at Starbucks, maybe you're knocking down with tips 40 grand. Maybe. You know, maybe. That's on probably well, a good year. Yeah. You know, well, and by the way, Joe, that's working, you know, extra shifts and so on, because you, you and I both know they keep those guys well underneath the 40-hour-a-week, you know, uh, level when it comes to overtime and all that. So, you know, most of those folks are only working 30, 35 hours. Well, and, and so let's say you got a, you got a your job, you're, a, you're a, a cashier at Nordstrom's or someplace like that. Let's just, so let's assume you got a college degree that you're making at least 40. Well, John, 5% of 40 is only $2,000 a year in payments. Right. On a four thousand dollar, eight hundred a year interest nut, uh, it's just you know. It's never going. It's never going to get paid. Well, it's not only is it ever going to get paid. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. And balloon, you know, after twenty years, you're, you're going to owe two hundred thousand. Your eighty thousand dollar loan. I mean, I haven't. I'll Joe, run the numbers. Joe, there. really quick, what what happened to the days of these individuals that? owe money, which, you know, we've all owed money in the past. You have, I have. I mean, it's just sometimes that's a part of, of life, especially when you're younger, and I get all of that. But whatever happened to the days of, because I know you've done it, I've done it, of working two or three jobs if needed to get that stuff paid off and get it out of your hair. Are those days just gone and we just become so lazy we expect a handout? 
John, I think that's correct. For, for not not a hundred percent, but I think for the majority of young people today, uh, there is no there is no more work ethic. Um, and in fact, you see all these college kids, and I know this for a fact, you know, because I've talked to my grandson and my granddaughter. Um, you and I, or not you, but you know, when I went to school, almost everybody I went to college with, we all worked in the summer to minimize the amount of money we had to borrow. Um, in this, in that, you go down the Jersey Shore in the summer, any any day of the week, and we actually spent a week down there. College kids, they're 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 spending, you know, they're they're laying out on the beach all summer long. They're going to Europe. You know, they're they're going to they're going to Cancun. You know, if they got the money. Um, why, why would you work and bust your butt? Why would you be stacking can? By the way, if you want a job, every Walmart in the area has a, a yeah, sign bus. Exactly. Out front. Exactly. Seventeen dollars an hour stacking cans on shelf, full time and benefits. Yeah. Now it's a it's a ten p.m. to a six a.m. job. So what? Seventeen dollars. So what? It's it's putting cereal. By the way, that's the shelf. second job or third. Or a second job, but <clears throat> we've made it too easy. You know. Uh, uh, ben Franklin had that thing about, uh, you know, we have a duty to care for the poor, but we shouldn't make poverty comfortable. Hmm. But we've made we've made not we've made it so comfortable. We've not made not working. working comfortable, Joe. We've made not working comfortable because yeah. all these kids are saying, "Well, yeah, I could work. There's there's jobs I could do, but, but hey, why? I'll just, I'll just borrow. You know, instead <laughs> of making eight grand this summer." I'll just borrow an extra eight grand from Uncle Sam, right? And that's that's the mentality. Well, and what these kids don't understand, Joe, and even even the ones that are going to have forgiveness, because eventually things still come back around. There's, a, there's an old saying: you can either pay now and play later, which what guys like you and I did. You know, you work really hard on the front side, you earn some things, you do some things in life, and later on in life, you you're able to do some things and enjoy that that fruit of the labor, if you would. Or there's the other saying, play now and pay later. What a lot of these kids are doing now, I'm afraid, is they're playing now, not understanding the payment's still coming down the road, Joe. Exactly, exactly. And John, I, you know, I worked during school, you know, I, I had part-time jobs when I was in school, and I worked full time every summer, and I described to you the full time work yep. I did. It was some of the hardest. I don't know how many people today would even they would consider that a, you know child abuse. The work I used yep. to do when I was a kid. I had jobs during school, but despite all the money um, that I contributed towards my own education, my parents helped. The deal, by the way, I had my father. He said, he said, I expect you to contribute everything you can in terms of jobs you work. Uh, scholarships you can get, and loans you can borrow, and I'll make up the difference. Now, that was the deal. He said, mm-hmm. but only if you... Only if you do those, those other things. You do those other things, and right. I'll make up the difference. Right. So <clears throat> with all that, I still graduated college with a student loan equal to 150% of my annual salary. Mm. Um, and I paid that off in about six years. Um you know, working hard, I scrimped. You know, I didn't go out and right. Yeah, but you know, six years later, I was still driving the car. Six years later, that I was driving when I graduated from it was. By the way, it wasn't a six-year-old car when I didn't. It wasn't new when I had it. It was a three-year-old car when I had <laughs> it. It was really old by the time you were done. It was a nine-year-old car. Right. But I, you know, so I was driving a nine-year-old car by the time I got right. the student loan paid off. But then I finally, since I was now free of that debt, that's when I went and got a new car. Uh, but today, that would be unthinkable for most of today's young people. Not all, but the most. I'm oh, sure no, I, I think you're, you're, you're correct in saying that. And no, it, it isn't all. We, we don't make blanket statements because I know there's some really good, hardworking young people out there. I've met some of them. Some of them have worked for me. Some of them still do. I mean, I'm around some of those individuals on a regular basis, Joe. And, yeah, there are some out there. And what I've told all of them, by the way, is because of the world we live in, they've got way less competition and the ability to succeed than even you and I did. Because when you and I were doing it, everybody else was, too. That's not the way it is today. So if you'll just do a little bit of that as as a as a young person, Joe, you've got it made. Yeah, absolutely. You really oh, do. And, and here's an avenue so many people I don't know if you know this, but if you enroll in the military and re up, you know, they'll buy you a college education. Yes, they will. We and will. Plus, you mean yeah. we will, Joe? We as taxpayers will? Yes, we will. And uh, by I'll the way, more. Joe, as a taxpayer, I'm I'm happy to do that. You and I you and I both, John. And plus you'll learn a trade. You'll come out, you know, you if you sign up, you go in the Air Force, or they'll, they'll actually guarantee you a specialty these days. So if you want to go into communications, you want to go into uh, – uh, my brother, by the way, went into the Army. Uh, he, would, he wound up he, – he chose 
um, motor pool, mm-hmm. DC, mm-hmm. DC mechanic. You know, he came out, you know, John, in fact, <laughs> I remember talking to his, his wife. The first time she dated him, she came home, and here he had in the middle of his uh, his living room of his apartment, he had a transmission on his coffee table. <laughs> Man. But no, uh, you know, the, so you'll learn a trade. You do. And, and, and by the way, I, I you know, I have what, what you're talking about. I have one of those that works for us right now. So, yeah, for you, those of you that are listening, that, that does work and it does pay off, Joe. And that's how you get ahead. Yeah. So if you want a college education, you don't want to pay for it, join the military. You want to trade. You don't want to go to college, but you want to learn a trade. You want to become a mechanic. You want to become a, you know, electronics. You want to become a radar tech, cellular technician. Air traffic controller. The, on down the line we go, Joe. Air traffic controller. Yep, and you want to talk good money, and it's all free, and they'll pay you to do it, and uh, you know it's it's the greatest. thing And those in the world. of us that are taxpayers, honestly, Joe, I'll gladly do that for those individuals. Gladly exactly. do it. That's one of those yeah. areas I do not spend. I do not mind spending money on as a taxpayer, not at all. Right, because we're not. You know, I, you know I, what, I, Joe, as a taxpayer, I'm getting a return on that investment. I'm not on the rest of this garbage. 100% correct. And, you know, we, we you know, military, uh, people in the military are typically underpaid. I haven't checked recently, but I think... Oh, they're, uh, yeah, no, typically very much. Not not a little underpaid, Joe, as you know, uh, grossly underpaid. Last time, I, John, I could be wrong. I think it was a private first class was making about thirty grand a year. If that. If that. So, yeah. you know, so if, if if I'm kicking in an extra 30 a year, it's probably not even 30. If I'm kicking in an extra 20, 25 a year towards his education, I'm, I'm tickled pink. Uh, for the contribution they make to this country. Yep, me too, me too. Good stuff. Joe, thanks, as always. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for reiterating some of what I was saying earlier. High Five Plumbing, folks, is up next. And again, if you want to learn a trade, you can do that at High Five. So if you want to learn a trade, they'll teach you, just like we talked about with Joe a moment ago. Uh, Give them a call today. Also, any plumbing issues you have, you need that swamp cooler serviced or anything else around the house, they can take care of that as well. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Come join the High Five team. High Five Plumbing has been in business for over 10 years in Denver, Colorado, and was recently awarded Denver Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year. We are a family business focused on residential service with two locations in the Denver metro, and we're hiring. We're currently looking for plumbing technicians, installers, apprentices, customer service representatives, and dispatchers. High Five offers competitive perks with full medical benefits, including health, vision, and dental, paternity, and maternity leave unlimited time off with advance notice, and 48 hours of PTO. Strategize your career and work at High Five Plumbing. Our apprentice program will teach you and guide you to become a plumbing technician. You'll be around our best senior technicians in the industry. No matter what you apply for, High Five offers regular training and career development opportunities. Apply to be a part of the High Five Plumbing crew and find a professional, growth-oriented community where every workday ends with a high five. Apply at highfiveplumbing.com and click on Now Hiring. All right, Extreme Auto Repairs. Again, another trade. Want to learn a trade? In fact, if you want to be an auto technician and learn that, Extreme will teach you. They will grow their own. 303-841-1071. Find them at klzradio.com. Go with your gut. You know when an estimate from a mechanic doesn't feel right. Maybe they're telling you to fix a bunch of stuff you didn't even know was broken. Maybe their prices seem surprisingly high. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will give you a second opinion for free so you know what's reasonable and what's not. They can typically beat the prices of their competitors, but they won't hold it against you if you decide to go back to the first guy. Either way, you have the peace of mind. The team at Extreme Auto Repair wants to keep you safe and help your vehicle last longer, but they never want to pressure you into repairs that you don't really need. So with every estimate, the team at Extreme Auto Repair will give you a priority list, showing you all of your recommended maintenance items in order, from most to least important. That way, you decide what you want to take care of now and what can wait until later. Free second opinions at klzradio.com extreme. Promises kept. Join 560 KLZ and singer Matt Hammett from Sanctus Real at our free Lux for Life fundraising event on September 15th at 6.30 p.m. at Mike Ward McLaren in Highlands Ranch. Tour our mobile medical unit and learn about the life-saving work of Save the Storks. You'll enjoy gourmet appetizers and a performance by Matt Hammett and get to see amazing McLarens up close. RSVP soon as this free event will fill up fast. Email me at luke at savethestorks.com to RSVP. That's luke at savethestorks.com. This is Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today, by the way. I do appreciate it very much. And uh, and I got so many articles on things that the Democrats are doing that are not helping the economy. If you want to chime in on this, 303-477-5600 is our phone number, of course. Text line, you guys always can text us, and some of you have, by the way, and thank you for the text messages that have come in, 307 200 8222 307 200 8222. Dell, what's going on? You're exactly right, John. That's the military. That's how I did it. I went in, I got out of high school and didn't have a, nothing to fall back on and signed up to learn mechanics. I, you know, backyard before that and spent my time in the military with that and got out. Of course, I didn't do a lot of it in the military, but. <laughs> Got out, did my GI Bill, and mm-hmm. went to Denver Automotive and Diesel, and got out of that, and had my work for John Vandermeer's machine shop for quite a while, and several of the dealers, and wound up with my own machine shop and tranny shop, and good for you. And, uh, and then uh, they diagnosed my cancer, my skin cancer, with being agitated by the grease and the solvents. And uh, went back to school, got my degree in criminal justice and criminal psychology and went to the police academy up in Greeley and used to teach auto theft investigation and techniques for CBI up at UNC. Nice. Dell. hey, you know, thanks for your service, but you're living proof of everything Joe and I just talked about. You you can do that. And, you know, I, I, Joe, I don't – or, Dell, I don't know how much of that message that Joe was even talking about a few minutes ago, how much of that message we're relaying – I mean, I know there's recruiters, and I know they do their best with advertisements and so on, but I, I know when I was a kid, and I don't know what it's like today, the recruiters would come to the school and try to recruit directly out of high school. Do they still do that, Dell? I don't think so, because a lot of the schools have banned them from being, getting in there, because you got a lot of anti-military teachers in that, and they don't like it. Well, they're they, missing out. A lot of those kids literally are yeah. missing out, and, and they would be, they would be, it would benefit them, is what I should say. It would it'd behoove yeah. them. It would benefit them if they actually went down that career path. The only problem is, is the, the military today is so much different than what it was when that, I went in. That is true as well. You know, I mean, it's just... So much different. Uh, in, uh, well, there's way more politics today than there used to be, Dell. Let's face it. Yeah, exactly. But it it that's how I made it. And like I said, I uh, I I can't complain about my life. I've had a good time, and I'm semi-retired now. I can work when I want to. If I don't want to work, I don't work. Nothing wrong with that. Good for you. No. Dale, you're a good man. I, I appreciate very much what you do for us. Thanks for being faithful and all your comments and advice and the different things you've done for us over the years. I appreciate it very much. Before we go to break, I did want to play something. Now, Charlie, keep the dumb button on. I think this is safe because this guy's speaking to a city council, but I've only listened to about half of this because it was enough for me to say, okay, i got to play this on air. But just in case, I don't think there's any bad words in what we're going to play here. But it's proving my point as to the society we live in. And this guy, by the way, I I would guess from looking at this individual uh, in the video here, he's most likely in his late 20s, maybe early 30s, not much older than that. But it just this is going to show you the victimization that we have in this world. So I will will let you, this is a Las Vegas, just to kind of give you an idea of the area. You'll kind of know once this gets going anyways. But this is... A Las Vegas city council meeting and basically a nut job victim that is speaking to them. Here Wait, we go. Excuse me. You said your name was Alex Stein? Yes. Okay, thank you. What I'm saying is these casinos give people free drinks and then they become vulnerable and then end up gambling more money than they have. Yeah. And I was a victim of that. And I lost a lot of money. And I'm facing a lot of issues right now. My wife's boyfriend recently got her pregnant. And I'm here for a church event um, speaking. For I'm a member of the Church of Scientology. And I don't normally drink. But I'm very vulnerable. I'm in a position now where I don't know what I'm going to do. Because financially, I'm going to have to take care of this baby potentially because he's out on parole right now and he has an upcoming case where he could be facing a long time in jail 
So potentially, I'm going to have to financially support this baby. And I come to Las Vegas for a work event, and I get fed alcohol, and I get entirely way too intoxicated. I go to the ATM. I use my credit card. They make it very accessible to be able to gamble with my credit card. You know this, Mary Goodman. They make it absolutely incredibly accessible, Councilman, to be able to take all I have. And now i got to go back to Clearwater, Florida, and I have nothing. So after this, after I start drinking, I'm, 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 very, I'm very distraught. And the one good thing about this city, I will say, the one good thing is, I, of all the cities I've been to, it's the first city last night at 4 a.m. I saw multiple people on Fremont Street taking the vaccine. That's the only place I've seen a 24-7 vaccine uh, operation in the United States. All right, I'll leave it at that. You get the drift. He's a victim. He went to Las Vegas. His wife's boyfriend got her pregnant. He's now going to have to raise the baby. They make it so easy to gamble because the alcohol they serve that he's now upside down. And he's, he's mad. He, he's upset, as you could tell. He's taking it out on city council. By the way, none of that is city council or Las Vegas's fault. Now, am I a huge fan of Las Vegas? No, it's not my kind of entertainment. Other people like it. I don't. I've said it for years. They didn't, they didn't build Vegas or Blackhawk or Central City or any other place that has gambling on winners. They build those places on losers, plain and simple. The house wins. That's how they build them. Now, if that's what you like for entertainment, you know what? So be it. Have at it. You're not going to hear me condemn you. Is it my kind of entertainment? No. I've always said, it's been just my motto, I guess, through all the years, I've worked too hard for my money to gamble it away. It's just not for me. Is it a great people-watching place? Oh, yeah. Now, that I will give you. It is great people-watching. But I also would never go there and blame Las Vegas for taking $100 out of my pocket if I happen to gamble it away. No, that's my own dumb fault, not theirs. And I get it. Other people have other entertainment they do, and you know maybe they want to spend 100 bucks doing something else or whatever. Hey, more power to you. I get it. But this knucklehead wants to blame Las Vegas, and he's in front of city council blaming the casino and the alcohol and everything else for his own personal problems. No, I'm never going to go that far. It's your own knucklehead decisions that got you there, buddy. By the way, if everybody didn't go to Vegas and spend money, they wouldn't keep building those gigantic resorts that they have there. But that's a whole nother discussion and again i'm not against them but if you're going to complain about it then stop going i mean this guy why are you there he's for a work trip well you you've got alternatives you don't have to go anyways i thought that was funny what boy sent me that the other day affordable interest mortgages next hopefully you don't need to take out a mortgage to pay off your gambling debts although i guess you could if you had to you could talk to kurt and figure that out 720-895-0500 With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Golden Eagle Financial. And yes, Al would probably advise you on what you need to do with your money. And it would probably not be going to Vegas and gambling it because he wants to make sure you get to retirement and stay there. He's a financial advisor and he's going to advise you on what to do to make it. 303-744-1128. A trustworthy advisor who's well-equipped to manage your assets before and after your retirement is essential in ensuring the longevity of your nest egg. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial has a fiduciary duty to act in your best interests, so he cannot allow his own motives to interfere with the satisfactory fulfillment of that duty. 
Al knows the stress of planning for retirement and the worry that comes along with the proper allocation of your wealth. Giving you affirmation is one of his top priorities when working with something as valuable as assets that in most cases took a lifetime to accumulate. So when you place a portion of your assets under management with Al Smith, you'll know your money is positioned well. Al Smith makes you feel safeguarded from potential situations that could affect your financial health regardless of your retirement status. Make an appointment with Al Smith now. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Nancy with Metron Technology said, We have used Business Equipment Service for many years. They are always pleasant to work with and responsive to our infrequent requests for service. We highly recommend them. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, several of you have uh, emailed me because of Drive Radio and what I do on the weekends and so on. And, you know, I don't care whether you email me for this show, that show doesn't make any difference. It all, you know, runs together, especially when it comes to this particular topic. There is a a, uh, movement, I guess probably the best way to say it, over cleaner, reformulated, pricier gasoline here in the front range. Some predict if we are forced to go this way by the feds, by the EPA, it could raise gas as much as 40 to 50 cents a gallon here in Colorado. And it would be a year-round deal, not just a wintertime blend. I'll be the first to tell you I've not looked into exactly what this blend is. You know, what are they doing with it? You know, how much ethanol is it and so on? I, I've not I've not looked at that. I a couple of you have emailed me articles asking me my opinion. How's this going to affect older vehicles and so on? Uh, honestly, folks, I don't know yet. What I have read is this isn't a done deal yet. Believe it or not, Governor Polis is actually asking, probably because it's an election year, he's actually asking them to delay this to not push this on us right now. We, though, have been in, quote-unquote, violation of the clean air standards for our area, which, in my opinion, is because of wind in the wintertime or lack of, nothing else. But the federal law says there's no wiggle room around this gasoline mandate, especially in regions that are considered severe ozone violators. We are one of those. We have air inversions in the wintertime that cause those here, by the way. For those of you that are new here, you newbies, we have that going on. We, we have an air, we have inversion, cold air, warm air inversion, and it keeps all of the dust and you know just all of the pollution and junk that's out there. It, on a day like today, you don't see it because we don't have an air inversion right now. But when we have one, that's when you see more of that pollution, quote unquote. Which I've always said numerous times. When I was a kid, Charlie was a kid. Some of you that are natives, we had it all the time when I was a kid. It was literally all winter long. You'd see it for the most part. Rarely, I'll be honest, as a kid, rarely did you see a day like today. We Our air is so much cleaner now than when I was a kid with a population that's three times larger than it was when I was a kid. That many more vehicles on the road and so on. It's way cleaner now than it ever was. But we're still getting dinged by the EPA. They're wanting us to use a reformulated gasoline. It's a cleaner blend of fuel, which even the experts say... Doesn't do much. Doesn't do much. It will most likely make your fuel economy go down. So not only are you going to have an increase in cost per gallon, typically speaking, your fuel economy will drop by about 10 to 20%, depending upon the blend. That's what I don't know yet. I've got to do some research on that to figure out exactly what their formulation, quote unquote, is. Even some experts locally will tell you that this isn't going to do a whole lot, if anything, 
when it comes to our standards and meeting them. That's why probably why Polis is actually asking them. He's asking the federal government to study and possibly delay the reformulated gasoline mandate. The question is whether there's a legal pathway to that re- for that request to move forward. Uh, the air, Colorado air regulators are now asking for state for a state implementation plan to bring ozone levels below federal limits in early August this month. The board overseeing the Regional Air Quality Council voted to attach a statement from the Polis administration to the latest draft. So we'll see where this is going. It's not a done deal yet for all of you that were, you know, emailing me, asking me when this is coming, how's it going to affect old cars and so on. It's not a done deal yet. My gut feeling is this will be a 15% or more ethanol blend. I don't know that for sure because they could do some other things to aid in that formulation. But again, I, I don't know exactly what that formulation is. And I'm not sure any of us know exactly yet either. Probably depends on what they mandate upon us. So we'll see. Um, will we end up with something? Um, yeah. I, I'm, you know, unless there's a change in the near future, politically speaking, in 2022, and then again with the president in 2024, uh, this probably isn't changing. Elections have consequences. We say that all the time. This is one of them, by the way. Even Polis is figuring that out. This will not bode well for him down the road, even running for president, by the way. That's why he's trying to get this handled. So we'll see where this goes. I don't know yet. I'll let you know as soon as I find out. Um, and if any of you, by the way, find anything on this as to what that formulation looks like or, or you know, any details on it, you know, I know you guys are all really good at, 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 you know, emailing these things to me, you know, forwarding them on, and I appreciate that very much. But once again, government steps in, trying to fix a problem that frankly doesn't exist. All it does is cost the rest of us money and doesn't do anything in the end. Veteran Windows and Doors is up next. Call Dave today. Find out what he can do for you when it comes to your windows and doors, making your home have a higher joy score. 303-529-0720. When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person, that doesn't employ pushy sales reps, or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew, after just one experience, that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. Everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand, only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Suck it up, buttercup. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, folks, that's it for today. If uh, you missed any of today's program, listen to it uh, via our podcasts that are on our website, RushToReason.com. The National Crawford Roundtable is up next. Don't forget Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House will be joining us tomorrow. All still lots of things to discuss COVID-wise. Dr. Fauci, his quote-unquote resignation potentially by the end of the year. A lot of things going on there. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Questions for me, 307-200-8222. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.